Informing America's farmers and ranchers. It's Adams on Agriculture. Produced by the American Ag Radio Network. Here's your host, Mike Adams. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Adams on Agriculture. Thank you for joining us. Hope you're having a good day. Thanks for letting us be a part of it. Coming up today, we're going to talk ag issues with the president of the Missouri Farm Bureau and the president of the Illinois Farm Bureau. We'll talk trade, farm bill, ag assistance, and much more. Also, we're going to get a harvest update from the state of Ohio. Ohio farmer Cy Prettyman will join us to give us a a look at how harvest is going in the Buckeye State. But first, we're going to talk about some of the issues of the day with Helena bottomiller Evich, one of the writers with Politico. They do a great job each day of putting out Politico's morning agriculture report. Helena, thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. You know, this is a, a day, 9-11, that we remember the, the terrible, tragic events of 17 years ago, and everyone that was that can remember certainly has those memories with them and our thoughts and prayers still with those who who lost friends and loved ones in that uh, in that terrible day but you know another th- memory that i have is how our political leaders came together at that time uh standing on the steps of the capitol holding hands showing solidarity and i'm thinking wow we've lost that in these 17 years that's we don't see much of that anymore these days do we yeah, I think you raise a good point, and thank you for marking this um, really somber occasion. I think it's um, it's one of those days where you do see glimpses of people coming together and remembering, and it sort of is a reminder that, you know, politics maybe could be less polarized, uh, but we, we don't really let it get there, I guess. Um, yeah, it, it is, in Washington, it's certainly not an everyday scene where you have Republicans and Democrats getting together and, and holding hands and sort of uh, you know, coming together and, and just agreeing to disagree. Yeah, we've we've lost so much uh, civility in our culture today, and we need to find ways of uh, working together and, and finding strength in our diversity and our differences rather than letting it tear us apart. Uh, let's talk about the, some of the issues today. You were part of an interesting uh, uh, interview and discussion with Secretary Purdue last week, and uh, um touched on a number of different topics, including one interesting uh, note uh, with all the debate over uh, in the Farm Bill about the nutrition program and things like that. Um, you brought up to the Secretary about the number of immigrants dropping from WIC and, and those types of programs. Uh, tell us about that discussion you had with the Secretary. Yeah, it was a really interesting interview, and I encourage your, um, your listeners to go watch it if they have 30 minutes. Uh, we did cover a lot of ground. Uh, the Secretary was very substantive in his answers. Um, it was on C-SPAN's Newsmakers, so if you look up C-SPAN Newsmakers, Secretary Purdue, it should be the first thing that comes up. Um, the interview was with uh, myself and also Alan Bierga from Bloomberg, who's a wonderful um, reporter, longtime agriculture reporter. And we got to cover um, truly a lot of ground with him. And one of the issues that I was able to ask him about um, is this issue of immigrant families dropping out of the WIC program. So your listeners may be familiar with WIC. It's one of the smaller federal nutrition programs. It targets um, primarily pregnant women and infants and young children. And it helps them buy staple foods um, and also like infant formula, supports breastfeeding. And while this program doesn't get debated a whole lot, it actually covers half of all babies born in the U.S. So 
um, it you know has a, a big reach in terms of reaching um, our littlest uh, U.S. citizens here. So um, it's it's a wide-reaching program, sort of under the radar. And I did a story um, a week or two ago now, finding that um, immigrant families are becoming afraid to use this program. Um, because of some changes the Trump administration is considering and how it screens immigrants for um, green cards or even visas. So it's kind of a complicated, wonky immigration issue. But basically, um, the administration is considering uh, making it a strike against immigrants if they use any type of government aid, uh, including nutrition, education, and health programs. Whereas um, in the past, it's always been really narrowly interpreted. So if a if an, as a family was on, like, cash welfare or was institutionalized and Medicaid paid for the whole bill, that would be considered um, dependent on the government. But they're basically broadening, looking at broadening the definition. And broadening that definition um, or the possibility of broadening that definition um, has really um, scared immigrant families. And, and I talked to uh, more than a dozen WIC clinics that are seeing families drop out citing uh, fear about the future um, of their family in the United States. So um, I was able to ask Tony Perdue about this, and he, the secretary said, you know, I would be concerned about that, and he pledged that USDA was going to look into the issue. Well, the immigration issue has so many different uh, layers to it. Uh, Ag Secretary Perdue says he wants Congress to pass an immigration bill overhauling the H-2A Ag Guest Worker Program even though some major ag groups in the West are against uh, this uh, particular bill that's being proposed right now. What are you hearing on this? Well, I think the safe bet in Washington, um, unfortunately or fortunately for some, depending on where you are on this issue, is that um, you can kind of count on immigration reforms not happening here in town. Um, You know, this is immigration is something that agriculture has been talking about for for so long has been one of the business groups that's really, really um, advocated for comprehensive reforms. And, you know, look where that has gotten us. Like, it's not even um, in the realm of possibilities um, right now. So, uh, yeah, yesterday at NASDA, um, Secretary Purdue basically um, put some more vocal support behind the Goodlatte bill, which um, is not particularly popular with. But really, it's... it's um, agriculture interests that need a lot of labor. So think produce, uh, especially crops, they just, they need a lot of labor. And um, some of the provisions in there make um, producers very nervous and they don't, they don't like the bill. So um, I'm not sure what the actual prognosis is for that in the near term, but um, again, the money in immigrant, the money, if you're trying to make a bet on whether or not immigration issues move forward, uh, you can just always bet that they won't. Well, all right. So we'll watch that. And meanwhile, watching what happens with NAFTA. What's the feeling in Washington on NAFTA? Will Canada come into the fold? Yeah, this is one of the issues we got to talk with Purdue a little bit about. Um, just sort of the question of what does the U.S. need to see from Canada in terms of, um, you know, concessions on dairy to make a deal. And the secretary was pretty optimistic. I mean, he... Uh, that he thinks Canadian leaders understand that they need to make changes and basically said, you know, Class 7 has to go and we'll see. So I don't know that we've seen um, too much uh, solid movement, but there's a lot.
lot of commitment to getting this done and a lot of conversations that are ongoing. And our trade team is, you know, staking out every conversation mm-hmm. that happens. And, and we're watching it like a hawk. We'll be uh, watching your reporting and you and your team do a great job. Helena, thanks for being with us. Thanks for having me anytime. Take care. Helena bottomiller Evich, part of the uh, uh, team for Politico. Their morning agriculture report does a great job of uh, uh, going over the ag issues of the day, and uh, there certainly are a number of them. We're going to talk about some of those issues coming up next with Blake Kirst, president of the Missouri Farm Bureau. They had a lot of concerns about the formula being used for the ag assistance package. Now that it has been announced and it's being implemented, what do they think now? We'll talk about it with... Blake Hurst from Missouri Farm Bureau next on AOA Adams on Agriculture. Thanks for listening to Adams on Agriculture from the American Ag Network. We're excited to explore the topics that make a difference to agriculture. The Farm Bill, immigration reform, reducing regulations, trade, new technology, as well as infrastructure and health care. Through the year, Adams on Agriculture will originate on location from several major national meetings and events. Subscribe to the show's podcast at AmericanAgNetwork.com. Thanks for listening to Adams on Agriculture from the American Ag Network. Reason number 12 why you should own a Thermospas hot tub? They require no attachment to your home's plumbing. Thanks to the Thermospas unique built-in thermofiltration system that filters the water an incredible 144 times a day, you simply fill it with a garden hose and your water stays crystal clear with very little maintenance. Call to receive a free DVD and brochure and find out how you can own a Thermospas hot tub for only a few dollars a day. Right now, they're offering 0% APR financing with approved credit and a $1,000 savings coupon, including free delivery, free chemicals, and a cash discount. And with bottles starting at $4,995, there will never be a better time to own a Thermospas hot tub. So call now and ask about this limited time offer. Call Thermospas today at 800-991-5852 for your free DVD and brochure. That's 800-991-5852. Thermospas, hot tubs designed to improve your life. Call 800-991-5852 today to take advantage of 0% APR financing. It only takes a minute to find out if you may have prediabetes. And you can do it at doihaveprediabetes.org. But you're probably not going to, are you? Kids, work, listening to the radio. You're busy, which is great because busy people can't get prediabetes. Oh my, I read that wrong. (laughs) They can. Should have worn my glasses. So visit doihaveprediabetes.org and take a short test because prediabetes can be reversed. Brought to you by the Ad Council and its prediabetes awareness partners. Did you ever look at the stains in your coffee cup and then realize that's exactly what happens to your teeth? Paraswabs is the five-minute solution to get your teeth white without visiting the dentist. This is John Greenhut, the CEO of Paraswabs. And if your teeth are stained from coffee, tea, or smoking, all it takes is five minutes with Paraswabs. In five minutes, you'll see an average of two shades whiter teeth, and in seven days, six shades. It's clinically proven to whiten natural teeth as well as caps and veneers. The secret is a tooth detergent that was developed by Dr. Martin Ginniger that lifts stains off of your teeth. Best of all, there's no messy strips or trays that you have to leave in your mouth for an hour. Just swab your teeth for five minutes and you're done. To try Power Swabs risk-free, call 866-504-0276. That's 866-504-0276. I guarantee your bright white smile will have your friends talking about how great you look. Try it risk-free today. 866-504-0276. 866-504-0276. 
Information farmers and ranchers need to know. Adams on Agriculture. Now, back to Mike Adams. All right, welcome back. Still waiting to hear from Blake Hurst, president of Missouri Farm Bureau. In the meantime, let's go over some of the uh, the news of the day. High-level talks over NAFTA are scheduled to get going again today when Canadian Foreign Minister Freeland returns to Washington. Top trade officials are hoping that uh, there could be a breakthrough to get Canada back into NAFTA. And uh, we'll see how that goes. The sticking point, as it has been from the get-go, Canadian dairy policy. And after all this time, they still do not seem to have uh, any resolution to that issue. But uh, hopefully, back talking again today, they can get something done here soon. All right, Blake Hurst, president of Missouri Farm Bureau, does join us now. Blake, thanks for being with us. Thanks. Good to see you this morning, Mike. Last time we talked, we were at the Missouri State Fair and you were talking about your concern about the formula that was being looked at to come up with the uh, the ag assistance package. Uh, and um, now that, of course, that's been announced. The formula's in place. They're going with sign-up now, although for, for growers of crops, it's kind of wait till harvest. But uh, harvest for many in Missouri came very early, and there wasn't much there. What's your reaction now that you've seen the formula and how it impacts Missouri farmers? Well, we're still uh, suffering because of the drought, although we've uh, received a lot of rain the last couple of weeks. We're, uh, farmers are starting to get in their corn crop. Um, I've heard the yields from zero clear up to 180 to 200 in the boot hill uh, where they're under irrigation. So tremendous variability, a lot of short crops. Uh, I guess the best sums it up best. One of my neighbors said it's a good thing we have direct deposit because we sure couldn't drive to the office to pick up, afford to drive to office to pick up our check. So uh, have you talked much, I'm sure you have, with Richard Fordyce from Missouri, uh, an administrator of uh, FSA. They're the ones handling this program. I know he didn't create the formula, but have you had talks with him? Oh, sure. I called Richard earlier, and we talked about it. He says, hey, I get it. I'm bailing out my corn crop right now for feed. There's no ears on it. So he clearly uh, is in the – his farm is in the center of the drought-stricken area. He understands it very well. Uh, they made a decision to go this way, and they're sticking with it. But it is it is truly unfair to Missouri farmers. And what are you hearing from farmers around the state dealing with uh, the drought issue, uh, reduced yields, and uh, uh, the situation that they're facing right now? Well, I mean, it's pretty uh, – people are fairly uh, fairly gloomy, and now they're looking at – you know, I was at a, with a group of farmers last night talking about four to five, and one fellow had seven inches of rain, so – so now we don't have much crop to harvest in lots of parts of the state, and it's going to be muddy trying to get it out. So a lot of challenges. Mm-hmm. We're talking with Blake Hurst, president of the Missouri Farm Bureau. Blake, uh, I, I mentioned this the other day to a group that it is un, unusual that in a year we're writing a farm bill and prices are low, that there's not as much talk about the farm bill as you would normally see in this situation. Now, we've seen in years when we're writing farm bill prices are high or higher, we see not quite as much focus on the farm bill. Uh, But when prices are low, usually, boy, all attention on the farm bill. But the trade issues and some of these other issues have kind of, in some ways, overshadowed the farm bill. Yeah, I think that's very fair to say. We're we're concentrated on trade, and then we spent weeks worrying about uh, the trade mitigation or trade assistance package. Now that that's known, 
Uh, I think people are starting to, to uh, focus a little bit on farm. But, but I have to tell you, for for many of our farmers, um, uh, crop insurance um, looks to be about the same uh, as it was in the last Farm Bureau. That's where Farm Bill, that's where our emphasis or our concern lies. Uh, so people, I think, are fairly confident that whatever happens around the edges, that crop insurance program uh, still is there as a safety net. And I think that's uh, that's a good thing. So so when, amongst all the troubles we've seen, at least we have confidence in that. Yeah. You know, we talked uh, last week with uh, Chris Hurt, Purdue Ag Economist, and he laid out a, a scenario where things could be a little better than they seemed. You know, if you have yield and uh, volume always helps, even with low prices, and then you get the market assistance uh, uh, package, and, and then if you get uh, some trade deals, all of a sudden, and if you did some forward pricing, things look better. But the caveat was for for farmers in states like yours that don't have the yield and uh, don't have the volume and won't get the as much ag assistance, uh, then that that scenario for many of your farmers just doesn't work out. Yeah, you can... Uh... Uh, we did get uh, started to see a few rain, rains creep in the state in the middle of August. I think they've helped uh, some soybeans. So so you're going to have just a tremendous variation in a very few miles from guys that are looking at maybe 90, 95% of a normal soybean crop, perhaps had it poor contracted parts of it, uh, add on the, uh, add on the uh, trade assistance payment on top of that. That's a, that's a pretty good uh, revenue. And then just down the road, you're looking at a guy that's, Picking three, three or four or ten bushels of corn an acre and getting a penny payment. So, so tremendous variation on how this is it's turning out for farmers. It will. The rains, though, these late rains certainly help uh, pastures, uh, help uh, with creeks and ponds. That that moving forward certainly helps. Oh yeah, and I was talking to a couple of fellows last night, uh, cattle producers that had grown uh, seeded some sorghum sedan, guys seeding rye. Uh, you know, just anything to get something for the cattle to eat. Now they've got some rain on it. So that is that is good news, and we shouldn't forget that as we worry about these other issues. It really makes a big difference going into the winter. Your state, of course, right in the political uh, crosshairs for this uh, this year's midterm elections and so much focus on your, your Senate race there in the state. You've got a lot of... Uh, Eyes on you from uh, all around the country, and a lot of money, I'm sure, pouring in from uh, other states into Missouri into that Senate race. Well, we're uh, polls are pretty even. Uh, the challenger, Josh Hawley, is is uh, pretty close to uh, our incumbent Senator Claire McCaskill. Uh, it's impossible to predict how the race will turn out, but I guarantee you, just as you said, we're going to be tired of political ads for it. So. <laughs> for sure, talking with Missouri Farm Bureau President Blake Hurst, Blake. What's your sense when you talk with farmers in your state? Are they still um, are they patient but concerned over the trade issues? Are they losing patience? How would you describe their mood on that? Yeah, I think they're. I think you're exactly right. Uh, understand what we're trying to accomplish. Uh, I have some real concerns about the way China acts, uh, but uh, also very worried about what's happening, particularly in soybean and dairy. And pork. I mean, three of our major commodities have been really affected by this. Uh, so, and I think I have a feeling that farmers um, are putting on a pretty good face when they they visit with people from outside Missouri. Uh, but but you know, when they visit with their banker this winter, it may be a little bit different discussion. So, some real concern. 
Yeah, that, you know, you touch on a key area here. If this continues like this, even with ag assistance, which I've, uh, you know, you talk with bankers, they'll, they'll certainly welcome that. That'll help when those conversations happen. But there are going to be some tough discussions if things don't turn around soon. Yeah, we had a young, young fellow in our office at Farms in Eastern Missouri last week, uh, you know, a nice-sized farm in a good farming area. And uh, he's he's looking for a job because he doesn't know that he'll be able to uh, continue to farm with prices where they are. So, so you know that's that's always concerning when those things happen. It's just something to keep you up at night. So, when you look at the trade, are you any are you optimistic at all on you know? It looks like some movement at least with Mexico on NAFTA, but we're still waiting on Canada. But the, wow, it still looks like it's it's getting worse instead of better with China right now. Yeah, I don't have much hope for any short-term solution to China, but you, you still, you know, you pick up rumors, glimmerings that we're making progress with Canada. I mean, politically, uh, it would be very, very uh, good for the Trump administration to to come to some agreement um, with China in the next uh, few weeks before the election. I think that, I, or excuse me, with Canada, I think you, you put NAFTA back together, or if it's two different agreements, whatever, whatever it takes. Uh, I think you you make a you have a much better political story to tell in the Midwest, and uh, they surely are conscious of of really how many senatorial and congressional races are kind of kind of dependent on that, where trade has become a very big issue. Uh, so I, there's a lot of incentive, a uh, lot of incentive for them to come to an agreement with Canada. All right, Blake. As always, good to talk with you. Thanks for being with us. You bet. Good to see. Good to talk to you, Mike. Take care. Blake Hurst, president of the Missouri Farm Bureau. Again, yeah, uh, for Missouri farmers with such a reduced yield for many of them, uh, the ag assistance formula didn't work out as well for them, although on the soybean side, the late rains uh, helped some of their soybean crops, so uh, that'll help uh, get a little more of that uh, assistance uh, package, the dollar sixty-five a bushel, again, on 50% of the production, but at least uh, some help there for some farmers in the state of Missouri. Other states uh, doing a little better. We're going to talk with the president of the Illinois Farm Bureau, Rich Gebert, next about uh, his thoughts on the ag assistance package and what about the trade issues and the farm bill. Uh, Rich Gebert, part of a group recently going to the White House to discuss some of those issues. So we'll get a report on that. That's coming up next. Stay with us on AOA Adams on Agriculture. I'm Mike Lindell, inventor of MyPillow. My employees and I would like to thank you for making MyPillow possible. Years ago, when I invented MyPillow, I thought I was the only one out there with problems sleeping. Pillows would go flat, I'd flip-flop all night, or wake up with a sore neck or headache. So that's why I invented MyPillow. You can adjust MyPillow's patented fill to your exact individual needs to help you get to sleep faster and stay there longer to get the quality sleep you need. I back it with my 10-year warranty and my 60-day money-back guarantee. And now to thank you, I'm bringing back my best offer ever. Buy one of my MyPillows and get another one absolutely free. Go to MyPillow.com or call 800-871-7280 and use promo code FARM11. 
That's right, it's back. Buy one MyPillow and get a second one free. Go to MyPillow.com or call 800-871-7280 and use promo code FARM11. Time now for a market check here on Adams on Agriculture. I'm Rusty Halverson for the American Ag Network. We're broadcasting from the Big Iron Farm Show that's underway in West Fargo, North Dakota at the Red River Valley Fairgrounds. For the grain and oil seed sector, we continue to backpedal in the wheat futures, some 8 to 10 cents lower in Chicago wheat, Kansas City, Minneapolis, defensive two in corn. We're trending a penny lower. Soybeans, six to seven and a fraction lower. USDA will release the next World Agricultural Supply Demand numbers at 11 a.m. on Wednesday Central Time. Much of the focus will be on the new crop estimates for corn and for soybeans. For corn, the pre-report guests, analysts expecting USDA to reduce its crop estimate from 14.586 billion to 14.506 billion based on a new yield of 177.4 bushels per acre. While many are expecting a lower corn estimate from the government on Wednesday, the same cannot be said for soybeans. The average trade guess for USDA to increase the crop estimate to 4.659 billion bushels based on a record high yield of 52 and a half bushels per acre. Brazilian agriculture agency Conab cut its estimate for the corn harvest in the 2017-18 season as productivity declined, USDA delaying by a day its crop progress report. That's going to come out at 11 central time due to technical difficulties yesterday. For livestock at the Merck in live cattle and in feeder cattle, we are backpedaling on this Tuesday. Lean hog futures have been rallying as of late, but that rally has stalled. And again, we're broadcasting from the Big Iron Farm Show in West Fargo. You're listening to Adams on Agriculture, presented by the American Ag Network. I'm Rusty Halverson. Take a look under your bed. Find stuff under there? What about jobs? No? Now try your basement. There's a pair of overalls that overall you're not so into anymore. A perfectly good laptop that hasn't sat in your lap in months. And even more stuff, but still no jobs? Well, you really have both. See, stuff is defined as household articles considered as a group. Sometimes this stuff is no longer needed. Wait, no longer needed? That can't be right. Because remember those jobs you were looking for? Those are really needed, and they're the stuff inside your stuff. Even inside that winter coat that moved with you to Phoenix. Our job is to unlock those jobs, and it starts when you donate your stuff to your local Goodwill. Here's how we do it. When you donate to Goodwill, we sell your stuff to provide job training for people right here in your community. So just by teaming up with Goodwill, you help create jobs. And isn't that worth parting with the leftover keytar from your 80s cover band? Goodwill. Donate stuff, create jobs. Find your nearest donation center at Goodwill.org. A message from Goodwill and the Ad Council. Information America's farmers and ranchers need to know. Adams on Agriculture. Now back to Mike Adams. Welcome back. We mentioned the talks underway again today with Canada to get them back into uh, NAFTA, trying to work through the dairy issue as well as some other things. Meanwhile, U.S. Trade Representative Robert Lighthizer was in the Belgian capital yesterday discussing the possibility of a trade deal with uh, the EU. U.S. and EU officials looking for a deal that uh, could lead to broader trade in the long term. 
And uh, Lighthizer said the Trump administration wants a trade pact with Europe that would need approval from Congress. The uh, Lighthizer and the EU commissioner plan to meet again at the end of this month. Meanwhile, the U.S. and India also looking at the potential for a, a trade deal, according to White House Press Secretary Sarah Sanders. So a lot going on on the trade front, but uh, talks always bring hope, but uh, still waiting for some uh, final deals to be done. Well, joining us now is the president of the Illinois Farm Bureau, Rich Gebert. Rich, how are you? Very good, Mike. Very good. Good to talk with you again uh, around the state of Illinois. Um, harvest uh, looks to be picking back up this week in some places. What are you hearing? Well, what I've heard uh, yields, particularly back home, uh, combines started rolling last week in places. Uh, really pretty good yields. Uh, and the moisture is, is coming in. You know, I heard one producer had a 17, 18% corn. So, uh, and they're really pleasantly uh, pleased with the yields that we got, uh, particularly with the price to where it is. Uh, where we need bushels if we don't yeah. have the price. And, of course, some parts of the state got much more rain than other parts uh, last week, so uh, that determines how quick they'll get back in. And amazing in some of those drier areas, even if you got two, three inches or more, how quickly some of that soaked in. We're talking with Rich Gieber, president of the Illinois Farm Bureau. Rich, we're talking a lot of these trade and uh, uh, farm bill issues. Uh, I know you're talking about those in Washington, D.C., yeah, I had an opportunity last week, was invited by the vice president to come to visit uh, with them as Secretary Purdue um, and Ambassador Lighthizer uh, last week, Wednesday. So what a unique opportunity to have a sit-down uh, with them and tell them what is going on, particularly here in Southern Illinois. I was joined by um, Tex- uh, Texas President, Farm Bureau President uh, Russell Vaining, as well as Scott Vanderwall, Vice President of the American Farm Bureau from the Dakotas. So uh, we did not pass up an opportunity to sit down and tell them what we're hearing in the countryside. Did you feel that your message was heard? Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, uh, You know, we were privileged that as we were waiting for our Vice President to come in to the Roosevelt Room, uh, the door to the Oval Office opened and in come President Trump with Vice President uh, Pence and he spoke to the group for a couple minutes before he headed to another meeting thanking us for uh, what we do uh, out on the farm and to be safe and uh, and you know he's here to help and, and be a support of agriculture because he knows the importance of that to the U.S. economy and what we do. So no, well, it was he had- a unique opportunity and really really enjoyed that. He has emphasized, of course, uh, short-term pain to get long-term gain. How is that message playing with your members from what you've heard? Well, for the most part, our members um, uh, appreciate the trade mitigation aid that was sent out, um, you know, for the different commodities. Uh, we have some corn producers uh, would probably rather not have gotten um, the penny, uh, but, you know, we'll take it. Uh, it will pay, help pay bills, as, as, as everyone is well aware. Uh, we'll only get half of those suggested numbers uh, in this first round, and that all opened up uh, last week. So, um, you know, farmers can, can go to the FSA office and sign up for wheat or, or uh, pork 
<coughs> but need to wait until harvest is concluded for the soybeans and, and the corn um, to turn in their yields. So, for, yeah, for the most part, everyone is, is, is happy what we got, but we really want to get these trade deals done. Very appreciative, and that's what we told the vice president and, and secretary Purdue is uh, happy that we got where we did with Mexico. Let's get a deal done with Canada. Let's get something done with the EU sooner than later and uh, work on a bilateral agreement with the Japanese to get our beef and corn back into those markets and, and work on other markets. As you stated earlier, uh, work with India and, and get something done there. We, can, we have proven time and time again that the American farmer can produce uh, the commodities uh, to feed the world. And what about the situation with China? As it looks like that tariff war continues to escalate, uh, uh, such a huge buyer of U.S. ag commodities. Uh, what was your message to the administration about China? Well, we need to, to get there and get a, a deal done sooner than later. Uh, but uh, Secretary Purdue uh, told us that hopefully we can have something in principle put together, um, if not by the end of the year, shortly after the first of the year, and get a deal done next year, knowing that this is not going to be easy to get something done. It's not going to be as quick as what we found with Mexico and hopefully with Canada and the EU. Those deals get done sooner than later but knowing that China is going to take a little while to get that done. We're talking with Rich Gebert, president of the Illinois Farm Bureau. And, Rich, on the farm bill, what are you hoping to see come out of that? Hopefully we're, we'll get one done sooner rather than later, but uh, what are the key areas that you're looking at there? Well, we, we need certainty, and that's one of the other comments that we made to the secretary uh, last Wednesday. Farmers need certainty going forward, and getting a farm bill done before it expires uh, would really be a, 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 a boost uh, for farmers and ranchers all across, the, uh, <clears throat> across America, knowing that we have, particularly in, in our instances here in, in Illinois, that we have the risk management tool, you know, crop insurance, where it needs to be uh, to carry us through during those tough times. And, you know, we, we believe that uh, that can get done, I hope. Uh, but, you know, as I read things this morning, uh, there's still quite uh, a bit of conversations going on between those House and Senate conferees, uh, mainly on, um, on the, uh, the SNAP provisions that are in the House bill and not in the Senate bill. Yeah, that continues to be a stumbling block, and and some evidently some disagreement on some conservation issues as well. Yes, absolutely. But I believe uh, at the end of the day um, that our legislators they do know the importance of a farm bill and how to get that we need that their farmers back home um, need that certainty moving forward. I just hope that they can get it done, Mike. Yeah, and uh, this is a critical week towards uh, if we can see it done by the end of this month. Although, uh, you know, that's not a that's not a deadline that absolutely has to be met. Uh, looking more that harder deadline would be at the end of the year. Uh, see if they can get it done by then. So many other issues that they're dealing with at the same time. Uh, Rich, also, 
Did you have a chance to bring up about uh, the RFS and the E15 sales and uh, that controversy? Uh, ethanol is certainly important to a state like Illinois. Uh, did you have a chance to talk about that at all at the White House? Absolutely. And we told him, you know, uh, uh, Mr. Secretary, you know, to make things work for farmers and to get another nickel or dime out of a bushel of corn, wheat, or beans, or a pound of pork, beef, or chicken, uh, we need four things that really work well, and one is trade and export market. We need trade agreements to move that. We need a livestock industry that is a, is alive and well and, and vibrant uh, to um, to put corn and soybean and all the different byproducts uh, through livestock. But we said, you know, renewable fuels is an important part of that as well. And uh, the Secretary assured us that they the administration is going to push to to see to get the RFS issue resolved and get E15 put on the books uh, moving forward that we can use E15 year-round. And so that, hopefully that can get done. We know that the, the administration has been very supportive of, of, of ethanol and um, hopefully uh, get that done uh, here in the next, uh, next month or so, I'd, I'd hope. And, and the Secretary did assure us that they are working on that uh, to get that done. Yeah, we keep hearing that, and we uh, hopefully will see some action on that very, very soon. Well, Rich, good to talk with you again, and uh, we'll check in down the line uh, as these issues continue to develop, but uh, good to talk to you again. Take care. My pleasure, Mike. You take care. All right. Rich Gieber, president of the Illinois Farm Bureau. All right, all the talk about the uh, the Ag Assistance Package. Some uh, are very critical of it. Uh, we, we're getting more of a breakdown on it. Farmers in Illinois... Uh, will receive the most in direct payments, an estimated $597 million. Iowa farmers projected to receive $578 million. Um, Minnesota, Indiana, Nebraska uh, producers would receive the next uh, biggest parts of the uh, the package, an estimated uh, $360 million for Minnesota, $312 million for Indiana, $306 million for Nebraska, 10 other states projected to receive at least $100 million in direct payments to farmers, all in the Midwest, in the middle part of the country, and that has upset some growers of specialty crops in the West. So as I, I remember saying right when it was first talked about some kind of ag assistance package being worked on, uh, it was an easy prediction to say a lot of people were not going to be happy with how uh, whatever they came up with, and that indeed seems to be the case, and we'll keep a close eye on that as more information continues to come out on how they set that formula and determine who gets what in that ag assistance package. All right. Meanwhile, harvest rolls on. Uh, we heard about uh, what's going on in uh, Missouri and Illinois. We'll check with a farmer in Ohio. That's coming up next. Stay with us on AOA Adams on Agriculture. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, inventor of MyPillow. My employees and I would like to thank you for making MyPillow possible. Years ago, when I invented MyPillow, I thought I was the only one out there with problems sleeping. Pillows would go flat, I'd flip-flop all night, or wake up with a sore neck or headache. So that's why I invented MyPillow. You can adjust MyPillow's patented fill to your exact individual needs to help you get to sleep faster and stay there longer, to get the quality sleep you need. I back it with my 10-year warranty and my 60-day money-back guarantee. And now to thank you, I'm bringing back my best offer ever. 
Buy one of my MyPillows and get another one absolutely free. Go to MyPillow.com or call 800-871-7280 and use promo code FARM11. That's right, it's back. Buy one MyPillow and get a second one free. Go to MyPillow.com or call 800-871-7280 and use promo code FARM11. What if you had a medical emergency away from home? What you need is Mobile Help, America's premier mobile medical alert system. Most systems only work at home, but with Mobile Help, you get help outside the home with coverage nationwide on one of the largest cellular networks at the press of a button. I press the button and lo and behold, the emergency came within minutes. Mobile Help did save my life. No question about that. Call Mobile Help now for a free color brochure. We'll send you everything you need, including the base station, the patented mobile device, the waterproof pendant, and wrist button. You can also add the fall button that automatically detects falls and signals help. Call today and receive a risk-free 30-day trial. There's no equipment to buy and no long-term contract. For a limited time, you'll also receive a free emergency key box with your plan purchase. Remember, Mobile Help keeps you safe coast to coast. Call 800-930-6137 now for your free Mobile Help brochure. That's 800-930-6137. Again, 800-930-6137. Have you written a book and want to get it published? Then call Page Publishing at 800-955-4538. Immediately, that's 800-955-4538. Page Publishing is looking for authors of all types of books. And unlike most publishers, Page Publishing will take the time to review each and every book submitted to them and give you their feedback. If they like what they read, they'll get your book into bookstores and for sale online at Amazon, the Apple iTunes Store, Barnes & Noble, and other outlets. They handle everything. Editing, cover design, copyright protection, printing, publicity, and distribution. So if you've written a novel, children's book, cookbook, inspirational work, poetry, or a biography and want to get it published, then you need to call Page Publishing and do it immediately. Call 800-955-4538 now for your free author submission kit. Again, for your free author submission kit, call 800-955-4538. That's 800-955-4538. Your road to fame and fortune could very well start with this simple phone call. Call Page Publishing at 800-955-4538 for your free author submission kit. Do you need a car? Been shopping only to be turned down because of bad credit, low credit, no credit, bankruptcy, or divorce? Guess what? Today's your lucky day. Because now you can buy a car, truck, or SUV, just about any vehicle. It's true. Bad credit doesn't matter. No credit doesn't matter. Bankruptcy or divorce, it just doesn't matter. As a matter of fact, your job is your ticket to your new vehicle. We're Auto Credit Express, and we've helped thousands of people just like you. Antonio H. told us, great company, got me connected, and the day I went in, I drove off in the car I wanted. 100% worth your time. Need a car? Get started now and drive off as early as today. Just go to 11ignoremyscore.com right now. That's www.11ignoremyscore.com. Auto financing the easy way. 11ignoremyscore.com. Get started today. Auto financing the easy way. I'm here to tell you that your options for getting out of debt have never been better. How do I know? Because I'm Howard Dvorkin, the founder of Consolidated Credit. For nearly two decades, we've helped over 5 million people just like you. And every time we help someone, they all say the same thing. Why didn't I call sooner? If you owe too much money on your credit cards and you feel that you'll never be able to pay it off, don't wait. Simply pick up the phone and find out what our Freedom Quest program can do for you. Reducing your payments by up to 50% is just the beginning, but you have to take the first step. When credit card debt is the problem, 
We're the solution. Call Consolidated Credit now. As soon as you call, the hard part is over. Call Consolidated Credit now. 1-800-489-7204. 1-800-489-7204. That's 1-800-489-7204. 5701 Sunrise Boulevard, Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Licensed debt management service provider. Vermont and New York Banking Departments. Maryland 49, Oregon DM80031. Information America's farmers and ranchers need to know. Adams on Agriculture. Now back to Mike Adams. All right, let's talk harvest in Ohio with Cy Prettyman. Hi, Cy, how are you? I'm doing well today, Mike. How are you? Well, the Buckeyes are 2-0. and that, That's good news, right? Yeah, go Bucks. They, uh, I was at the game on Saturday, and they, they looked very impressive. Uh, we'll see how they do this weekend against a little stiffer competition. Yeah, it'll be a little bigger test this week. And then the following week when they're back home against Tulane, I'm actually coming over to the Horseshoe, going to watch that game in person. Looking forward to that. So my my annual trip over to your state to take in some football. Well, what am I going to see harvest-wise? Much done in Ohio? Uh, Been some corn silage coming off, of course. Um, A few beans here and there. Um, Not a lot yet, at least through my area. Um, So I think it's it's getting ready to break loose here in the next couple of weeks, but not a lot of progress yet. How much rain have you had recently? Uh, this front that came through over the weekend, I was pretty fortunate where I live, and with uh, I probably got just a couple inches. Uh, but uh, I know to the east and south of me, a lot of guys talking anywhere from four to almost eight inches of rain over the weekend. So it's going to be a little while for them before they can get out there. So, yeah, um, and we've how does we've it been look? wet coming through? coming through august we've been had decent amount of rain clear through august so yeah i think most most of the state's a little on the wetter side right now so what are you expecting uh yield wise it's going to vary across the state right in my area i'm i'm pretty excited we we had an excellent spring things went up went in great we got excellent start to the year and it's just we've had i think everybody's had their dry spells um throughout the summer but for the most part we've we've had nice rains um there's a few areas of the state a little slower getting started to the north, and then they turned off dry. Um, and I think they've had a little bit more rain down to the south. But I think most guys are expecting pretty good yields. Are there concerns, especially those areas that got heavier rains? Uh, I know there are a lot of people talking in, in Illinois concerned about a lot of rain uh, as far as, you know, uh, not only the corn, but the, even the beans, and it could be a problem getting some of those beans out because of all this late heavy rain. Yeah, I would agree. That's the situation we're in now. We need we need some dry weather here to uh, get things firmed back up so we can get out there and, and get, get harvest underway, and, and uh, hopefully it doesn't continue wet uh, further into the fall. So that's definitely a concern at this point. Have you had much insect or disease uh, uh, issues this year? Yeah, I think with the with the rains that we've had, the high humidities and stuff, it, there's uh, definitely been some disease in the corn. A lot of fungicide and stuff went went on. Same way in the beans. Um, I didn't ha- didn't see a lot of severe insect issues right through my area when when I was scouting, but um, I'm sure there's some areas that have been impacted that way too. Are you expecting some big bean yields like a lot of places are this year? Yeah, they look they look really good. Um, different than a year ago when I came out of July, it looked looked like we were going to have good yields, and then we turned off dry at the end of the end of the season. There, this year we've we've actually had you know really good rains through August. So I think it's 
finished the crop well. Um, they're potted up well. Looks like we should have you know nice bean size. Uh, I think it's going to push the yields right on up. So I, I'm pretty excited to get into the field and, and, and harvest some and see what we've got. And what's your forecast? Are you going to be able to get a good stretch going here? You think? Uh, it looks, you know, we got this other hurricane that's coming in from the east. Uh, you know, we're, they're calling for dry weather here through the end of the week and really through the weekend. But uh, this depends on what happens with the push on on that hurricane that's coming up. Hopefully, the Appalachians will kind of hold it to the east of us, and uh, we'll get a dry run here. And I'm probably it'd be next week at best before I think I have any beans that would run. Cy, with in the meantime, you're watching what's going on with trade and uh, ag assistance and all these things going on, uh, and the markets being where they are. How do you feel as you get to ready to really crank up harvest? Yeah, it's pretty disappointing uh, on where we've ended ended with prices here coming out of the summer. These trade issues that continue to kind of be a gray cloud over over the head of agriculture right now. Um, you know, I hope the president knows what he's doing and can get that resolved fairly quickly. Uh, because we've worked hard, farmers have worked hard to build those uh, build those markets across the world, and I sure hate to hate to kind of lose where we what we've gained over all these years of of working hard at getting that, and uh, uh, so it is frustrating. And uh, hopefully we'll have good. We've got to hope we have good enough yields to offset some of the lower prices and, and see if we can get through this stretch. What'd you think of the ag assistance package? Oh, I mean, it's appreciated, you know, as far as some help there, but uh, all of the, at the end of the day, we just we need open and free markets that uh, we can get our products sold to, and I'd much rather have uh, good prices on my commodities than, than an aid package any day. And when the, when the president talks about lo- uh, short-term pain to get long-term gain, uh, how do you react to that? Yeah, I hope it's pretty short. Um, I hope it doesn't uh, doesn't last too long because I think the longer it goes on, the, the less chance we have to get back into those markets and, and be at the levels we were. But if if he uh, if it happens and uh, he can get it done, and like he's talking about, and can get us more markets, you know, it'll be great at the end of the day. But it sure is worrisome right now. When you talk with other farmers in Ohio, how do they feel about? Uh, the trade policies by President Trump are they are they patient but concerned or losing patience? How how would you describe their feelings? I think everybody, uh, a lot of farmers I talk to are, are saying, "Hey, I'm going to give him a chance. We want to see what he can do here." Um, we know if they, you know if there's unfair trade practices going on, those should be corrected. I think we all understand that. We want to have fair trade, um, but they're. They're cautiously optimistic, I guess, uh, and they're concerned about how long it's going to last and, and whether or not they can weather the storm uh, until prices will recover. All right, Cy. Well, thanks a lot. We'll check back in with you once you get more into harvest and see what kind of numbers you're getting then and uh, have a have a safe harvest, okay? All right. Thanks, Mike. Good visiting with you. All right. Go Bucks. Thanks a lot. Cy Prettyman Farms in Ohio. So uh, we continue to keep an eye on harvest underway in some places, delayed in other places, just about to get started in other parts of the country. So uh, we'll keep uh, talking and checking in different parts of the country uh, throughout uh, this harvest season. Lots of issues going on, the trade talks, the farm bill talks, uh, what's going to happen with immigration. So much on the table right now. This is a critical time. A lot of important decisions to be made. We'll keep you updated right here 
on Adams on Agriculture. Always want to hear from you. You can email me, Mike Adams at AmericanAgNetwork.com or on Twitter at Mike Adams Ag. Always look forward to hearing from you. Thanks for being with us today. Have a great day, everyone. This is AOA Adams on Agriculture. <music> 